0: It's good to see so many of you I haven't seen in a year. I don't mean local members that live here. I mean people live out of town, and uh, it's good to see you back. I really didn't mean that beyond anything what I just said. I want to look at a few verses for just a few moments before we uh, light candles together. I'm not exactly sure where the candle lighting began. All I know is the uh, fire chief comes to our Wednesday noon luncheon and I said, I don't expect to see you around here Saturday night. He said, believe me, I'm not going to any churches Saturday night because if they saw all these lit candles in sanctuaries around the uh, town, I I guess they wouldn't be too happy about that, the fire marshal. Uh, Galatians chapter 4 talks about how Christ came at the right time in history. Uh, And if you were here last Sunday morning, we looked at these verses from one particular angle and I want to take just a couple of minutes and look at it from a different angle. It says in Galatians 4, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption from sons, as sons. What month is it? It's my favorite month when I was a child was December because Christmas, and that was a big thing around my, our house and my grandparents. Um, my grandfather, I lived in uh, North Alabama, but he he's the type man that not only uh, though he was a very poor man not only did he give me and my sister a sandbox he went to Panama City and got white sand in the back of his pickup truck and brought it to my hometown and put it in our sandbox Uh, I guess that was legal I guess back then you didn't ask questions like that but so we had white sand real white beach sand in a sandbox so December was my favorite month as a child but where do we get that name, do you know? Decem means what, 12? Speak to me, seriously. 10, no, what, what, what's the problem? The problem is it doesn't mean 12, it means 10. Well, how did that happen? Well, in the ancient Roman calendar, the one that was set up in about 700 B.C., they started with March. And they started with March because Jan the times that we call January and February were so bleak those 60 days before March that they would not even give them a name. So they started with March after the name the god Mars and then came April after Aprilis. Then May was named after the goddess of fertility. Then June after Juno, the patron goddess of marriage. So many weddings in June. Then they ran out of names, so they... Named it Quintilis, which is 5th, Sextilus, which is 6th, September, 7th, October, October is 8th, Novum, 9th, and they say December is the 10th month. Well, that's what it was before 713 BC. Then there was a king back there named King Numa Pompilius, supposedly. He came up with a new calendar. It had 355 days in it. And he decided to call the first period January after Janus, the god of the doorway. It opens the door to the new year. And then the time of purification and festivals, February. so they named that February. So that's how we got those names. But that calendar really didn't work. It had 355 days in it. Then Julius Caesar in 46 B.C., decided the calendar needed something different, so he came up with one that had 365.25 days in it, and that's called the Julian calendar. 49 B.C., he decided he did not like the idea of a republic, and he wanted to rule the whole territory. He would be monarch, he would be the king, he would be the dictator over all of Rome. That was 49 B.C., So in 46 B.C., he came up with this calendar, the Julian calendar. It was put into effect in 45 B.C., and then something happened to Julius Caesar in 44 B.C. Anybody remember? March 15th, the Ides of March. Did y'all take history? Did y'all? Look, I'm from Alabama, and if I know this... Mm -hmm. He's murdered by the Senators Cassius and Brutus, March 15, 44 B.C. They did not want a dictatorship, they wanted a republic. They thought that would be the end of it, but there was a problem, and that's Julius Caesar had written a will. He left everything to his heir, and most people, including Mark Anthony, thought that would be him, but the heir was named Octavius an adopted nephew a nephew that a great nephew that that he had adopted as his son so he names him as the heir he and mark anthony begin fighting they have these battles octavian and mark anthony both want control of uh, the kingdom they have this huge battle and when it's over, Octavian goes back to Rome, where he's going to rule because he wins. And Mark Anthony goes to Alexandria, Egypt. Why did he go to egypt you All right, y'all. Know, everybody knows this. If you don't know any Roman history, you know what? Who did he want to see in Egypt? Cleopatra. Yes. This is going to lead up to the verse in Matthew. In case you're wondering where I'm going with this, I know what I'm doing. Don't. He goes there because he's madly in love with Cleopatra. Julius Caesar had married Cleopatra had had a baby by Cleopatra. But now he's dead, so Mark Anthony sees his opportunity. He goes, leaves his own wife, marries Cleopatra. He declares her to be the queen of kings and her son by Julius Caesar to be the king of kings. Word gets back to Rome. Octavian is there. He's furious because he thinks he's the head now. He gets an army together, a huge army, and they have this huge battle, Octavian's troops against Mark Anthony's on the Ionian Sea, one of the most important battles in history called the Battle of Actium. Julius Caesar had died in 44 BC, now it's 31, it's 13 years later. Mark Anthony has 60,000 troops, 480 ships. Imagine 480 ships. Octavian has 80,000 troops, he has 400 ships. They both have 12,000 horsemen, this huge battle. It ends up being a sea battle. Mark Anthony is losing, Cleopatra sees this. This is the very abbreviated version, in case you're wondering. She hightails it back to Egypt, takes 60 ships with her. Mark Anthony follows her, he's lost. He goes back. Octavian is one. He knows he cannot allow Mark Anthony to live, so he follows him there to Alexandria with his troops. Mark Anthony hears that Cleopatra is dead. He takes a knife. He goes to commit suicide. He mortally wounds himself. Then somebody finds him in a room and says, Oh, she's not dead. They drag his body over to the room where she is, and he dies in her arms. She realizes it's over, so she calls for a bag of fruit with a serpent in it, poisonous snake, and puts it to her breast, and she dies, so they're finished. Octavian goes back to Rome. Now it's 31 B.C. He's the supreme. He's the first citizen of the Roman Empire. Very interesting. Octavian had the Roman Senate change the name of the month Quintilis to July to honor Julius Caesar. He also had his name changed from Octavian to August Caesar, Augustus Caesar. He had him change the name of Sextilus to August in honor of himself. So that's how we got our calendar. And there's few changes in the 13th century, but basically that's it. Now what's this have to do with Galatians 4? 700 years before all this happened, God had spoken to a prophet named Micah. He was a contemporary of Isaiah. And God had given this prophecy that, in in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, we call it chapter 5, verse 2, that from you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, from you will come the line of the tribe of Judah. And so Bethlehem was the place that had been prophesied 700 years before the birth of Christ, where the Messiah would be born. There was no question about that. When the wise men, if you come to church tomorrow, I know you'll all be there, right? It's not just going to be me and my wife, right, in the morning. <laughs> well, look at the wise men for a few moments. They, when they came, and they said, we're looking for the one who's to be born. Where is he to be born? And the scribes, the Jewish scribes said, Bethlehem. They all knew that. They all knew it was going to be Bethlehem. This was 700 years before it was going to happen. Now, when Joseph and Mary are in Jerusalem, and it comes time for her to give birth, where does the prophecy say it's supposed to take place? Bethlehem. There's a difference of seventy miles from Jerusalem down. Well, they they would say going up, though you're going south, you're going up because you're going up in elevation to go up to Bethlehem was seventy miles. So, how would this happen? 700 years. Could you guess where a descendant of yours is going to be born 700 years from now? Not just the country, the state and the city. Not even a city, but a small town. Could you name that right now? That's what happened when Micah had done that 700 years through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, 700 years before it happened. Now, Jeremiah says, This is what you shall say to your masters. It is I who, by my great power and my outstretched arm, have made the earth, and with men and animals that are on the earth, and I give it to whomever it seems right to me. So God had raised up Octavian to be the monarch, the ruler of the Roman Empire. So here's this problem Joseph and Mary are in Jerusalem. And Bethlehem is 70 miles away. How are they going to get there? Well, a decree goes forth from Caesar Augustus. And who's Caesar Augustus? It's our old buddy Octavian, back from Egypt. It's him. And he wants to know who is who and where they live. And that was the basis of conscription for the army and taxation and so forth. So Joseph and Mary when she is so close to the due date, would never think of making a 70-mile trip. You would not think of making a trip like that if you were on the verge of having uh, a baby. And they were poor, I heard Chuck Swindoll say that they probably could not have afforded a uh, donkey with all the pictures. Well, they must have had a donkey, that's what's on all the pictures, right? But they probably had to walk most of the way. They did that because God had raised up this man, Octavian, to cause it to happen at the fullness of time. And why has he done this? The Bible tells us for redemption, to buy us back, to redeem us through Christ. That we were slaves to sin, but now we become slaves to God through faith in Christ as our Redeemer. That's why that happened. That's why he did that. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you for your control over all things, your control over history. We thank you for sending Christ at the fullness of time not only for them, but also for us now at this time. May our hope and trust be in him and him only. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.